0: you now listening to the Urban Wire podcast on the Urban Wire Media Network, where we shine the light on the issues impacting the urban community. Join us as we discuss the latest in news, politics, social commentary, celebrity news, gossip, interviews, and so much more. This podcast and other podcasts on this network are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Blog Talk Radio. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW and join our Facebook group page and official page. For show updates, discussions, and show listings, email us at ucofw.indy at gmail.com to advertise with us, submit show ideas, and other business inquiries. Have a question for you. Are you too busy to keep your chores done? Well, leave it to Crystal Clean. Crystal will help you keep your place clean, balanced, and in tip-top shape. Crystal will arrive fully equipped with her own cleaning supplies, positive energy, and ability to work some beautiful magic into your life. Keep your home, your sanctuary, and take away some of that stress and worry. You can message her or text her directly to schedule a service at 317-603- 5897. Crystal is now specializing in residential and office cleanings, and she's also now servicing Central Indiana, Hamilton County, and Greater Indianapolis. Check her out today. C's Treats LLC is a decadent sweet shop that creates exquisite desserts for any occasion. Whether it be for an anniversary, birthday, special event, etc. C's Treats has you covered. C's Treats LLC uses the most freshest items and the best chocolates, caramels, and products in the world. Every bite of C's Treats will leave you wanting more. She's located on the west side of Indianapolis, and you can connect with her on social media. She's on Facebook, and she's on Instagram. Reach out to her via email at treats 38 at gmail.com, or you can contact her at 664-2609. Six six four two six zero nine. Right, y'all, welcome to another edition of the Urban Wire episode 112, where we shine the light on issues impacting the urban community. Check us out, we are on YouTube at www.youtube.com forward slash ucofw, and also you can check us out on our Facebook group page. That's the best way to um, follow us because we're going to have a lot of updates coming up. We're still working on Urban Wire Media. Um, radio so we're going to be hopefully launching it early sometime next year i just wanted to jump on real quick tonight and do a quick show um this this show is going to be entitled the media's agenda to denigrate the black community and i just wanted to do this quick topic because um i kind of had some inspiration um i was following somebody um on youtube and they kind of uh mentioned this briefly but i wanted to kind of bring it to you guys um By the name of Quadir Howard, but he he kind of um got the hamster wheels kind of spinning in my mind because I I I look at what the media is promoting today as far as our celebrities, our politicians, just everything having to do with the black community, and sometimes I wonder why are they promoting certain people, even our uh, power couples like people that are in the entertainment industry. I noticed that a lot of these people are very dysfunctional, dysfunctional, like even the people that are millionaires, even some of our billionaires are um, linked up with crime. They're linked up with um, the street life. And I'm just wondering, why is it that these celebrities are being pushed? And they're being um, shown in the media as a representation of the black community. And I and I just want us to really kind of look at that and kind of think about that today. Um, and then, you know, is it a part of a greater agenda? Because sometimes I feel like, is this the, the the government's way or the media's way of kind of like downplaying our plight? Because if they show us in a negative light, will that kind of diminish our claims of needing uh Things such as reparations, police reform, and everything else. So I I really want to go into that today. And just to let you guys know, this is not going to be a really long episode. I just want to bring this topic to you guys. And I might have some other people join in. Um, If not, we're just going to keep pushing through. But uh, this is something that has not, this, this has been going on for decades. This is not something that just recently started um but with all the craziness that we've seen in the in the media recently like just like people like Nicki Minaj and her husband and Cardi B and uh Offset and all these people like uh what's that like Krishan and and Blueface all these these crazy people like in the in the media and these are supposed to be the representations of the modern black family like you know and then we look at these people like these people make millions of dollars and, you know, they're pushed upon us like these are supposed to be the people that we're supposed to idolize as the quote unquote black family. You know, um, we've always seen this, like even in the 70s, like a lot of these shows that depicted black people as being on welfare, being being, being downtrodden, you know, it's just, it's, I wonder if this is the media's way of kind of diminishing us and making us look like fools let's let's be honest about it let's let's be honest with it um you know and I, i really think a lot of times we idolize these celebrities as um as idols like you know especially to these younger people you know this is the way that you're supposed to conduct yourself this is the way you're supposed to uh Care yourself like the young women are we supposed to, are the women supposed to be walking around scatly dressed you know what i mean with baby daddies baby mama drama all this stuff you know what i mean we have to really question because let's be honest with you most of black america we do not live like that and that's why you have a lot of people um overseas and over you know in other countries or people that come here they 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 automatically have this image of what Black people. Are or what how we conduct ourselves, even people in this country, because there's places in this country where there's not a lot of exposure to um minorities in general, but sp- specifically black people, because we're talking about black people tonight. Um, I feel like a lot of times people will run into you and they already have this preconceived notion that we're all ignorant, we're all criminals. Um, you know what I mean? Like black women can't be regarded as. Classic, you know, they put the image out that they all, you know, uh, you know, in these music videos, they hardly got anything on. They just can't talk in um English, you know. What I mean, just just very very ratchet. Just the ratchet culture is something that is being promoted. And I was just wanting, you know, if anybody wants to jump in the um comments or anybody that wants to join the stream, you're more than welcome. But I wanted to start this show off because I have a a clip. Like I mentioned a few minutes ago, this is something that's been going on since the... even in the 50s and 60s, and even beyond that. Like, we go way back until how how, uh, we were portrayed as, you know, monkeys and gorillas and all that stuff, and how we were portrayed, like, uh, with the blackface and all that stuff. That stuff goes back to the 1800s. But, um... There were people like revolutionaries such as Malcolm X that even brought this issue um, to the forefront in the 60s. And he even said that, uh, brother, you know, the late, great Malcolm X, he even said how the black celebrities are used as puppets. So I want to go to this clip really quick, kind of outline in this. And then when we come back, um, I'm going to uh, bring up another article about black representation. Uh, from PBS but I want to start off with this clip from Malcolm X just to show you that this is something that has been going on for decades so when we come back from this I'll continue our conversation. I just told you a little while ago these leaders that they call leaders this included Lena Horne this included Dick Gregory and this included comedians, comics, trumpet players, baseball players. Show me in the white community where a comedian is a white leader show me in the white community where a singer is a white leader or a dancer or a trumpet player is a white leader these aren't leaders these are puppets and clowns that uh... have been set up over the white community and or over the black community by the white community and have been made celebrities and usually say exactly what uh... they know that the white man wants to hear so as as we saw that uh... Um, the late great Malcolm X was even bringing light to this issue even back in the 60s because, like they said, the, the black the black community has always had their puppets, like people that they put a little money in their pocket to sell out their community. And I feel like a lot of times I feel that uh, these people are put in front of us so that the world will think of us as clowns. And especially today, like this whole situation, even with uh, the Cardi B and Nicki Minaj situation and how they were acting a fool and you know you have people like Nicki minaj like these are women that are talented and they pick like the scum of the earth like to pro- procreate with and to represent them you know what i mean and it's just like when, when the world sees this like why would they think that we deserve reparations why do you think they would they think that we deserve uh police reform and like why would they take any of our plight seriously in when this is the stuff that's being pushed to the masses? And I and I really think that this is a the, a part of a greater agenda because you know, you know, the powers that be knows that they, they owe us a lot. Like they owe us as far as reparations. They they know we're a powerful group of people. So I feel like sometimes they they try to downplay us by putting these clowns, like you got people like Stukiana and, and like all these just these people like. Hell, even Lizzo, like if you guys have noticed like the artwork that I did for this particular episode, I had all these different um celebrities like Will and Jada Pinkett. Like everybody thinks, oh, that's just a, a powerhouse couple. But really, I mean, they have all this dysfunction going on. They have all these like threesomes and, and, and entanglements and all this stuff. Like what? why can't we find any couples that re- represent us in the black community as just normal everyday people, like you know what I mean, and it's just it's it's just disgusting that we we fall right into it because we support these people. You know what I mean? We sit up here, we idolize these people, we want to be just like them, we we support them, and instead of us as a black community say, "Hey, we do not want these people representing us." We go right along with it, and we we go out here, we buy their music, we go to their concerts. You know, we want to we want to dress like them, you know what I mean? We want to be like them, we want to emulate them on all, you know, I mean, just in all aspects. So I really feel that we have to start controlling our own narrative because the media is not here to make us look good. You know what I mean? Like, hell, there's very few families I can note that I can remember on on TV coming up like. Bill Cosby in the um the Cosby show was probably one of the few positive representations that we had of the Black family. And you know that most black families were fun. Most, you know, you don't have dysfunction in every family, but most black families that are uh working class people, um, even people that are that are poor, you know what I mean? We don't live like that. You know, we have some type of standard. You know, most people want the best for their kids. They want to send their kids to school to learn, get an education, graduate, and become productive citizens of society. But we don't see that in the, the media. That's not what they're pushing to towards us and pushing towards our youth. But I want to go to an article really quick. Um, in this article, I'm going to do a screen share. I'm going to try to see if this works. I've never done a screen share on this show. Um let's see. And this article is coming from um PBS. And we're gonna share this. Um, this article, I'm ho- hoping, hoping that you guys see this, but this is coming from PBS News Hour, and um, I think this is a very good. Article kind of outlining um what we're talking about tonight because we're talking about celebrities, but this can be tied into like news coverage and, and um just all just generally just the media in general. Um this article is entitled The Majority of Black Americans See Racist or Negative Depictions in News Media, a new study finds. So this was an article that was just actually put out on the 27th. So um this is a fairly um, new article that was released and it reads as such. We are going to highlight some of this, um, some of these key points in this article. Um, it states in a new study, black Americans expressed their broad concerns about how they are depicted in the news media with majority saying that they see racist or negative depictions and lack of effort to cover broad segments of their community. Like I was saying. Four and five black adults say that they see racist or racially insensitive depictions of their race in the news, either often, oftentimes, according to the Pew Research Center. Three years after the George Floyd killing triggered triggered a racial reckoning in the news media, Pew took its first broad-based look at black attitudes towards the new news media with a survey of nearly five thousand. Black adults this past winter and followed um, followed up focus groups. The survey found that 63% of respondents saying news about Black people is often more negative than it is towards other racial ethnic, ethnicities, um, with 28% saying that it's about equal. Quote, it's not surprising at all, said Charles Whitaker, the dean of the Meadow Journalism School Uh, at Northwest, Northwestern University, University, who I can't speak tonight. Um, We've known both anecdotally that uh, through my personal experience with the black press that blacks have long been dissatisfied with their coverage. There's a feeling that black Americans are often depicted as perpetrators of victims of crime and that there there are no nuances in the coverage, Whitaker said. That attitude is reflected in a Pew study um, that 57% of respondents say that the media only covers certain segments of black communities compared to 9% who said that a wide variety is depicted. They should put a lot more effort into p- providing context, said Richard. me um, go up. Uh, Richard Prince, a columnist for the Journal Journalism Newsletter which covers a diversity of issues. They should realize that blacks and other people of color want to be portrayed as having the same concerns as everyone else, in addition to hearing about news about African-American concerns. So you guys can read the rest of that, but I just want to kind of just um, read a little bit of that article. I think this is a really good article, and they have some other links that kind of link to this, this article too, I think that you guys should check out. So we, so this is long proving that we a lot of us do not approve of the images that are being placed in the media about us. So, um, it's just it's just going to take us speaking out about this, you know. And then you know, with us that have platforms, we it's our obligation because the the mainstream media is not going to do it. We we have to put these stories out here. We have to put these narratives out here, and we have to. bring this to the public and let them know that hey these are the real concerns in our community this is how we really conduct ourselves this is what matters to us versus what is being pushed up on us because you got to look at uh, the media like they it's a very powerful tool and we already know um, in the system of white supremacy they don't want us to have any type of power and anybody that knows what the media is it, it shapes our narrative it shapes the world's narrative about any and every topic so when we when we discuss is is the media attempting to denigrate the black community yes it is because i feel like uh especially now with black people waking up especially with their stance against the democratic party um about you know especially about all these other issues dealing with police brutality uh we're, we're we're trying to get our communities together. We're trying to address a lot of things, and they don't want our community to be empowered, and they don't want people standing with us globally. So that's why they they'll stick all these 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 ratchet hip hop. Um, and I'm not and even with hip hop. They they've bought that. They've taken that art form from, from us too and commercialized it. And they've gotten their little sellouts to go out here and push out this negative music in this image because hip-hop used to be a powerful tool in our community it was about um being awake and it was about promoting positivity in our community but that has been hijacked by the mainstream media so we have to look at all this stuff we have to look at it at a greater from a you know broader perspective and yeah it's 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 just crazy you know what i mean I'm just gonna go down my notes because there's just a couple more things that I just wanted to do before I jumped off here. But um, you know, like with all these celebrities, like even you know the t- we always like to follow the T with all the celebrities, like but but it's always us, you know. They want to push the black on black crime thing, like you know what I mean. They never want to highlight when celebrities are, even the black celebrities, when they're doing anything positive, they don't want to, they don't want to highlight that. They, but they, they'll, they'll show enough throw in the media. They'll throw it in our face that, well, this, this hip hop artist or this rap artist, um, with gang affiliation, they killed this person over here and that person over there. You know what I mean? And this further pushes the agenda that, hey, if they don't even have respect for themselves, if they don't, They can't even live amongst themselves without killing one another. Then why should we take them serious? Why should we even care about them? Why should we? These people are the scum of the earth. So that is the media's job. Like I said earlier, the media is a powerful tool and they do not want black Americans to stand up in their, you know what I mean, their true purpose and their true power and reclaim themselves because that's how it's always been like that in the black community. Anytime that we've try to bec- become self sufficient we've tried to um uh, to build our own communities and things like that it's always been us being undermined so um i want us to just kind of look at some of these things um we have this we have somebody that just joined the stream i think it's my cousin rachel we're going to bring her up here um and i don't know if you've been listening to this uh listening to the show so far but um you have you been listening to what I've been talking about so far about um everything in general
1: yeah, so I came in um I was watching on youtube live um and I came in in kind of the middle of it so you were reading the articles right before you got into that um but just commenting and getting into um you talking about how um with the media how it's infiltrated the hip hop um scene and with um everybody with you know, within the black and brown community and how it is really, like you said, and I mean, I think it honestly goes back to, um, honestly, love and hip hop type stuff, you know, not trying to be, you know, but honestly, it just puts a lot of people out there as though, like, you know, it just depicts like black people can't have no conversation. They cannot have yeah. any type of correspondence without getting into any arguments or fighting or messing up people's establishments when, mm. you know, the majority of people that we know don't even act like that.
0: Exactly. You know what I'm
1: saying? The majority of the people that we are around don't conduct themselves in that manner, you know? So, um, it feel, it makes it 10 times harder. I feel like for, um, a lot of, you know black people to you know we it's like we have to fight to prove what the social media and what tv has um right. depicted so much you know and it's rough because of you know with mona scott young being in you know being that executive producer of that show being a, a woman of color herself you know that it doesn't empower as much and then they try to put the Empowerment of women empowerment and coming together, but still end up in arguments and fights. Right, you know um, so it's like (laughs) And it's like most of the people that we know Are able to have a conversation are able to articulate their feelings. You know what i'm saying? Um, and Yeah, I just definitely agree that the social media that hip-hop is you know, like you said some kind of like these sellouts of you know there's are some phenomenal artists out here who don't get as much play because of the fact that they won't show their bodies. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who are especially more so of the African-American community. And I will put the Latino community in there too, because right. they treat them in the same manner, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they it's keep just us really divided, hard
0: to... though. They keep us divided and yeah, they, they absolutely. Make it, you know, and I, I really feel like that, that is, like I was mentioning earlier, the media is a very powerful tool and they recognize that. So they, instead of, um, uh, promoting positive images in the, in the black community, they put out these, these negative images so that the world will not, you know, uh, join us in as far as our justice claims are concerned. You know what I mean? Excuse and that's why uh-huh. they look at us as the scum of the earth by people that have never had, um, like I was mentioning a little while ago, like people that don't, that's never really had exposure to black people. They come to this country. They see what the media is putting out there and they're like, why would we want to have anything to do with them? Why would we yes. take them seriously? Because like, even like I'm going to ask you this, like, and I don't know if you caught what we were talking about when, when I was talking about earlier, I opened up the show with a clip from Malcolm X, because this has been going on like, way before like this is is this mm-hmm. the 1800s when they used to do blackface and all these other degrading images of black people but this was going on in the 60s and Malcolm X was saying how the the black celebrity is being pushed out there and they're nothing but puppets and, and they're making it seem like that these people are supposed to be our leaders when they're really nothing but a bunch of clowns you know um And I think that he made a really good point with it. I played that clip earlier, but um, this is not something new. Like even growing up in my generation, it's like there were very few positive representations of like the black family. Like we had the only show I really I had I I really that showed us like halfway decent. I felt like was the Cosby show. But the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then some people say, "Well, Good Times was a re- I don't think Good Times was a positive rep- representation of our community. I don't think it was. No, like I enjoyed no. the show, whatever, but it wasn't a positive representation of our community because, especially when it comes to black family, because it always seems like they they lived in 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 poverty, and no matter how much they tried to get out of that or try to crawl up out of that, they were always pushed back down. Even with the black father in 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 the home. They weren't able to get up out of that. And I and I realized, like, reading about some of those articles about those shows, like or, or seeing videos about that. Um, I remember Esther Rowe and she was just doing the best she could back then. But she said that they really originally they wanted that show to be a single black mother. And she said she wouldn't do the show originally if they didn't have a father in the home. So Mm. that goes to show you they have always pushed this narrative of dysfunction and poverty when it comes to the black family. And it still hasn't changed
1: today. Yes, exactly. And it's like, especially with them, I mean, and that goes to show you so much too that that show was back in what, early 70s, mid 70s. And they're still trying to um, get away with Pushing out the importance of the black father in the home, even from that aspect of it I don't care what people say. No, we don't you know, we don't choose our parents. No parents are not perfect However, they are so necessary and they are needed Moms can't do what dads are supposed to do right dads can't do what moms are supposed to do Moms are nourishers and and dads are protectors and they are Mm -hmm. providers. So both roles are very important You know because at the end of the day most women they marry their father or who they think they are, what they want them to be, and vice versa with men and their you know and if they're marrying their significant others, you know so um <clears throat> it's just crazy up on how much they want the you know the broken homes of of the black community and showing that you know on t v so much too, you know that you know that they they don't care and i agree with you on that as far as you know i like the show as well with uh good times but it's like how can they never get out every time they had an opportunity you know it's like something happened to push them back to where they just have to stay and it's like if good times is about having good times they should be able to show how they're able to get out too you know with those opportunities but yeah, they had they had some good, you know, reference points, you know, at the end of the day, too. But I did like Family Matters as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's the, yeah, they had yeah was it's
1: funny. A, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was the, another yeah. One. yeah. I will say that that was a really good one. And I feel like a lot of times they had to fight to even get like if you look behind the scenes, they had to fight to push those positive messages, too, because the writers. Yes. Want, uh, sometimes they want to take the show in one direct direction. And it had to take the people that were actually the the actors and stuff like that to push back and say, "Hey, we don't want this negative depiction out there." So sometimes I'm not going to say all of the celebrities, like all actors, are with that agenda because a lot of times if they're not with the agenda, they have short lived careers. I don't know if you ever noticed yep. that, but uh-huh. a lot of times um, when you don't fall in line with the agenda, then you you become the the troublemaker. You become the yep. person that becomes ostracized, or your career is cut short. Like I, I don't know how people feel like this. I do believe in that there, there is an Illuminati, um, or, mm-hmm. or something that's along that measure where people have to play the game. They have to follow the mm-hmm. line with the agenda, and if they don't, a lot of times they their careers cut short, or they end up losing their lives because it's it's. I mean, you even see what's going on with the entire. Uh, strike now that's going on in Hollywood, and I'm thinking they say that's really mm-hmm. starting to resolve itself, but it's a huge power structure behind the industry. And with not you know, Hollywood, when I say media, that, that, that encapsulates the news, uh-huh. everything that we see, like as far as uh, movies, television shows, um, the news, like everything, like, and it's it's all um, a tool. And it's, it, it, and it's oh, a tool yes. of white supremacy.
1: Not only that, it's also a tool of taking away everybody's ability to um, to think for themselves. Instead, mm-hmm. they want they are using mm-hmm. very close. They are using very um, distinctive buzzwords on to on how to control the narrative on how they want you to think about it. Um, with the opinions, they don't want you to have your own. You know, right. as far as that, most of the times it, it it is a, it, it's, it's a, <clears throat> I don't know the word that I'm looking for. It's on the tip of my tongue, but, um, yeah. it's very directed, you know what I mean? Right. Or a very led right. conversation. Right. Um, to where, like, for example, Back in the day, it's more so you would hear on the news, a 38 year old male, but now they're very put on the emphasis of a black man, a white man. So then Mm -hmm. you even see it on YouTube comments where people are like, you see a black lady on a YouTube video and other black ladies comment because they can relate. And then you have people that's mad that everything's not about race. And then they make it about race. Right. Because that's what. That's the agenda that they're pushing is black versus white and
0: um, everything. It's it's yeah, it's mess. I oh, said this conversation can go in so many directions. Like I've seen an article. And, yeah. let, and, let me, and let me preface this whole conversation. When I say white supremacy, I'm not talking about all white people because you no. do have some white people that are straight up allies. And I would say some white people that speak out more for us than we speak out for ourselves sometimes. Because yes. even in the system of white supremacy, white supremacy will throw their own people under the bus if they don't fall in line with the program. So oh, yes. I just want to let let people know this is not a program where we're racist or we're we're talking about a specific group of people or or a system that will tear its own kind up. You know what I mean? We need to see like if we go back historically, um uh, when you had back in the in the fifties and sixties, when they um you had people that were, um, uh, speaking out against Jim Crow and they were you know uh speaking out against the rights for black people, you had white people that were allies too, but they were some a lot of them were gay. yeah. So yeah, when we're talking about this system of white supremacy, we're talking about something very specific. You know what I mean, and. Like I said, the media ties all into this. This is one aspect of white supremacy, something that they they control that. You know what I mean? And, and might I
1: say... Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, might I say, and I encourage people to really just, you know, a lot of that has to do with who we vote for. So I encourage mm. people, don't just vote based off of any type of... I'm not telling you which way to vote for, Okay. I'm saying do your own research because a lot of people in our communities do vote based off of just because our grandparents did, or our parents did one way or another without uh, truly understanding what we understand. Cause a lot of people, you know, after they've done some research on left or right, you know, they actually lean more toward left or they actually lean more toward Right. right than what they actually thought. But based off of what they've seen or what they've been hurt with, they've been told, you know, they're just voting based off of generation versus beliefs, you know. <clears throat> so I, I, really do I your really research on what is what is for you as an American person and as you as to to have your safety and have your rights that we're truly focusing on and trying to fight for. Really do your research.
0: And I was going to piggyback off what you said. Like, you know, um, I think with the younger generation, um, I know there's been a lot of. Um, Articles and, and a lot of light being shown on how the younger generation—I'm talking about those that are um, under the age of fifty—we're um, mm-hmm. now starting to. Uh, I think a lot of us are starting to wake up about politics, and we're not—we're mm-hmm. we, not easily swayed because I think um, even with the Democratic Party, like a lot of people are looking, like, "What are you doing for our community?" You know, we're we're coming out here, <laughs> yeah and we're we're voting you in and i'm not going to talk about just because joe biden i don't even want to get into that but i would even just say <laughs> locally yeah because i don't even understand how we as a community came out and supported him i understand like wanting wanted to get trump out but i feel like look at this guy's track record like some period of the guy, thank some you of the th- some of the things that he passed as far as um you know, he was responsible for mass incarceration and like the criminalization of drugs. And like now, you see, I hate to say this, you see people that are dealing with, op- with the opioid crisis. They're not criminalizing that. No, nope. they're not making these people because most people that oh, uh, this ended is up a, on this crack, is
1: an issue. They want to help people, but that's because it is bothering the white community. Yes, in that aspect.
0: And, and the thing is, most people that ended up on crack they weren't bad people. They just got uh-uh. like they just got into an addiction and it spiraled out of control. And it's it's no different. And I just kind of find it crazy that. Yes. OK, now you see that this is going on. You're not criminalizing that, which it should be. Criminalized, right. But why didn't you have that same compassion?
1: Sympathy. Again? Exactly. You yep. know,
0: when we was I going agree that, you know, and, and it's just crazy like that man. Like, I follow this guy named Philip Scott, and he made a good point. Um, he, he said that you guys thought that Joe Biden really changed because when he put a lot of that, that stuff into motion, he was already up in age, so that mm-hmm. man's not going to change that late in life. Nope. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know, if, did you see that situation where he went, he attended, um, Biden attended the hip hop? Um, the I just they had like a 50th anniversary of hip-hop. They were doing a celebration of that, and he was referring to LL Cool J as a boy. He slipped mm. up and called him boy. So, I mean, his racism and his ignorance always comes out. Like, now that he's older, they, they have like a lot of clips of him, like, kind of messing up and, and just saying like things, that he, culturally insensitive things. So, this man has never changed. I never felt comfortable with him being in office but I think and I'll and I'll be honest like I was one of those people I said man we got to get Trump out like he's the lesser of two evils Biden is the lesser of two evils and you know I'll be honest with you I voted for him but I just felt that at the time there weren't any other options and I was like well what are we to do but it's to the point now I I don't want to ever tell people not to vote but it's just like I'd rather vote for a third party candidate or I'm not going to say sit it out, but it's just like, we, we got to start just leveraging our vote better because at yeah. that point they're, they're recognizing that black people are the, the foundation or the base of the, the uh, democratic party. And like all these other groups that they have catered to, they don't even come out in record numbers to vote for the democratic party. Like, No, no, Nothing against immigrants. I'm all for people that come over here the proper way, but you're allowing all these illegal immigrants to come into the country, and then you're pushing them into Black communities that are already struggling, like in New York Mm -hmm. and Chicago. They're spending millions upon millions of dollars to take care of these people, but then you have Mm -hmm. struggling city, like, these cities are crumbling. You, you're not putting any resources into the communities of people that are actually citizens of the United States. The taxpayers. Uh-huh. You see what uh-huh. I'm saying? And it's just crazy that he was able to pass an, an Asian hate crime bill, but when it came to us, and, 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 the, and the numbers show, like, that we are the, the group of people that are being uh, targeted. You see all these yep. mass mass shootings and, and, and stuff like that. Like, it, it, Where's our protection? Why are you not doing anything for our community but yet you depend on us to get you back into the office every time?
1: Oh yeah. It's like it's an expectancy because of the fact of uh, who he was with before. I, I mean, this is more of a personal opinion, okay? I feel like mm-hmm. that our VP was nothing more than a playoff be, to act as though mm. this was a part of the community. Um, haven't heard from her about her, you know, um, do re- your research as well. Cause up until then that wasn't like it was, you know, she was claiming the community. Okay. Let's just be real. But I feel like it was a playoff just to get the vote. And because of the fact that, <clears throat> I feel like in the black community, a lot of times we are taught to um, base our decisions off of emotions versus being critical thinkers about things. You know, Mm -hmm. it got to the heartstrings. Oh, it's a woman VP. Oh, she's black. Oh, let's get her in there. Yeah. And where's she been? I ain't seen her. Have you?
0: No. Uh, I Period. haven't seen her come out to, and I understand as the vice president, you could be more vocal about things. Yeah, I mean, with you being the um, sidekick of the president, you could have gotten his and said, "Hey, we need to push this. We need, we see black people, then we need to kind of introduce this legislation to help them out or X, Y, and Z." She has been silent on everything.
1: Everything, and it's just my opinion that she was just there to be the face for the black community because of the democratic party. I feel like they found, they feel like they found their niche because of, you know, because of how Obama got in office twice, yeah. you know, and then you have this now Biden's back. Now all of a sudden he's back. Why didn't he vote when people wanted him to at first?
0: Yeah. And, you I, know? And I, and I feel like too, I, I just, I just feel like we should be insulted. Um, as as the black community because I feel like uh, they make us feel like oh well they can come and shuck and job they can tootsie roll they can uh, pop lock and drop it when it comes to uh when it comes election time <laughs> oh yeah I'm black like yeah you. yeah and then then I don't know if you remember um Biden when he was campaigning for um uh, for the 2020 election remember he went on the Breakfast Club show and said, "Well, you're not black if you don't vote for me. You're not black. You talking about yes? Blackness. Like how dare you? Like that's that's insulting yes. me. Like how how do you, how how dare you define blackness? How dare you try to imply that we're all a monolith? Like we we don't have you know what I mean? Like all, we don't have different values. Like we we can't um uh, I don't know. Like, it's it, like it that we
1: uh, he said it like we like." We as black people owe the Democratic Party something. We owe them the vote. And for what?
0: Yeah. So I I'm I'm like you. I, I'm not gonna tell people which way to vote or what what they should vote, but let's just even take it off of the national election. Let's look at the local
1: the locals, yes.
0: Might not like it, but I think that. We need to kind of start looking at the black church, too, because the black church is a big tool in this. Because a lot of times I know black churches, especially with the Democratic Party. They push these candidates in front of the church. They have them come. It's oh, we got such and such here. Y'all need to go out and vote. And they know that the black church is a, a powerful. It's It's, 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 it's a. What's the term? how should I find this? It's, it's a, regardless with all the things that's going on, the scandal, and stuff, it's, a, it's a powerful institution in our community. So they know if they can get in front of the congregations and if they can use the black preacher to push these candidates to the people, then they'll go out and vote for them. And what uh-huh. oftentimes happens, and I'm not, oh God, I don't even want to go here because I don't want to start calling names. But there's certain politicians here in Indianapolis that you hear from only during the election season, and then once they get into office, we don't even see them anymore. The only time you hear from them is uh, somebody, is if there's a funeral and they'll stand on some little condolence, like something. But,
1: but <laughs> I know exactly I'm, I'm who, yeah. It. But it's I'm the truth, it. because, and that's the sad part, because of the fact of who their, you know, who their ancestors will just put it like that, yeah. you know, so we don't say any names, but who their ancestor was who actually was and very active you know right. what i mean in the community and so it's just like are you just in here and are people just voting to re-vote you in here by name only because at this point what are y'all doing what are we doing things for
0: exactly exactly so i want to move on because i got a couple more points we just gonna jump off here because i just want to be on here for at least about an hour just do a quick little show because um last right. i canceled the show I mean, if we, you know, if we go beyond it, that's fine, but I just want to um just give the people a little something to think about this weekend because I know this Saturday people got stuff to do, but um getting back to the topic that we were about the show. Um, I was wondering, do you think in the media do they try to push uh sexuality or oversexualize black people or are they over-sexualize celebrities, or they push this? agenda out here that you have to be over sexualized in order to be seen or heard i mean what do you think about that
1: oh i mean absolutely y'all see i mean you see the outfits that be on some of these tv shows you see how man like people are literally walking out of here with panties and bras and people are acting like they are they've dressed like they are five million dollars, and it's like, I'm sorry, but that's not like you can be yeah. elegant and be clothed, and you know it's like more so if they want the money, basically they gotta they gotta show, you know, right. and it definitely pushes that. I definitely de- think that it pushes so many agendas of mm-hmm. um, I feel like it definitely pushes a lot of agendas, of, especially with our young people with our kids—it's just trying to. I feel like it's just trying to um, desensitize in ways, right, to make right. it normal, right. And and it's just you know it's a it's a dangerous place to be, and you know especially with people who try and keep their kids from from, you know, try and keep them from seeing a lot of things are being exposed to so much, you know, at early ages. But Mm -hmm. yes, I mean, they're exposing kindergartners and first graders to things that it's like you should leave these things Mm -hmm. up to parents to Mm -hmm. to introduce them to and to teach those things. Because every parent doesn't teach the same everything. Every parent does not have the same values and
0: beliefs. Right. And I feel a lot of times too, like uh, I think a lot of parents they leave their kids to like they don't things that they sh- like you mentioned like things that they should be learning at home they leave the school.
1: Yes, to, I think it is a double it. up.
0: And I feel like mm-hmm. that's how um, a lot of things are being pushed because they know the parents they using the kid they using the school as a daycare. They're they're not instilling. Values or things—it's certain things that your child should know before they go to school. And and a lot of times these these parents are sending yeah. these kids to school, and they don't have basic social skills. They don't have any morals and values, and that's why a lot of these kids can go to the public schools, get into the public school system, and they can be sucked in. Like and and I believe in the school to prison pipeline, and that's how a lot of our our specifically black youth get sucked into that school the pipeline thing to where you're already in a system to where they're setting you up to be in the in the penal system or the prison system because a lot Listen. of a lot of us we don't get involved with our, with our right kids. We leave it up to the schools or and I'm not going to say sometimes a lot of parents got a lot going on today because you know with everything as expensive as it is and everything that's going on the cost of living sometimes parents just can't it's difficult because they have to work two or three jobs. They don't have the su- support, so I'm not going to say some parents are just neglecting their kids, but I, I really feel like they need to kind of take more of an active role because yes. you don't know what's being pushed in these schools. You don't know how they're treating your kids, and I feel like it's a free for all when they when we send send our our black kids to school because they realize that you know they realize all this. Mhm. So, yes. So, um another thing I want to bring up earlier that when we were talking about reality TV. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is a trick bag that they do. They they say, "Oh, well, you don't have you say you guys don't have millionaires and we don't have black people that have money being in the media, but then they put shows like Real Housewives of Atlanta. Well, these Mm -hmm. women are supposed to be the upper echelon of society and they got money, Mm -hmm. but you see how they still act, though. Mm -hmm. And they see how they push out that the the image that black women are argumentative. They can't come together. You know, everybody jealous of each other. You know, it's all about materialism and this, that, and the other. So I feel like even though they're pushing out people that have money, these are people that are very uh, dysfunctional still. Mm-hmm. And even with, I'm gonna go back to this the Nicki Minaj's and the, and the Cardi B's and all this stuff. Like, these are the people that they're pushing out to, they're propping these people up, especially these, these, these black women. And you have the younger black women. Or girls coming up saying, Well, hey, I want to be like her, but I gotta do this, this, and this, and I gotta conduct myself in this certain way in order to get to her level or get to her status. So I think it's very tricky these days. That it's not a black and white thing. They they try to I feel like now they are kind of making it a little more complicated to so where we can't put a finger on. I said, Well, you can't say what we're not putting black people that don't have money and power in the, in in front of you. What about Nicki Minaj? What about Cardi B? I'm just using them too you know, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the biggest ones. That's thing.
1: the main ones we be seeing, yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's, it's just sad. I look at people like, even I noticed how white people post or white supremacy put, they'll, they'll promote people like that, or they'll promote people like a Lizzo. I know yeah. some of y'all gonna get mad about that. mm mm-hmm. This is what they're pushing because Lizzo is a caricature to, to most black people. Like we don't we don't support Lizzo like that because we know that she is a clown to us. But to white society, they look, oh Lizzo's such a good person, this, that, and the other. And Lizzo played right into this to the trap. And now look at look at her now. They throwing her up under the bus. Mm. So that's how a lot of times they use these people up. These people that they throw out to us, they use them up because these people are sold out. Let's be honest with you, because they sold out, they sold themselves out, they sold the community out, and then once they get done with you, they gotta take you out. Yep. You see how you see you see
1: that? Mm.
0: So I'm telling you, it's deep. Like I mean, it is, it really is. I don't care what anybody says, it's it's a agenda to denigrate our community because when when they devalue us or they bring the value of us down um, publicly, the whole world starts to take on that viewpoint. Yeah. You yep. see what I'm saying? So, and think that's
1: really how they are. Don't want to interact with us hardly, you know? Yeah. Be surprised yeah. when we say hello to them and smile. <laughs> <you> <laughs>
0: they know? think we're ready to <laughs> rob them or something, or we're about to jump.
1: Right. Like, all time that we actually thinking the same thing <laughs> about them.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and that's no. Nah, I'm being funny, but no, uh, but no. But let's be honest though. But that's they they put out these negative images on them too. It's not just us, even immigrants. Yeah. People. So that's why we think the way that we think about some of us think about them because it, it works both ways. They're pro. Yeah, the trust is just
1: broken. Today. They've broken the trust of the people of yeah. humanity.
0: Yeah, But mm-hmm. before we get off here what do you think are some of the solutions because we've talked about the problem but what do you think um some of the solutions are to this like what can we do because obviously a lot of us we don't have the, the resource or the power to go up against a lot of these um uh, against the media in general but what can we mm-hmm. do to uh kind of like fix this problem? Like, do you think that we, people that have pro, uh, have uh, platforms like this, do you think we have an obligation to address these issues or or people on the grassroots level, do you think that we have an obligation to speak out? How do you think that we should go a, a, um, about trying to address how the, the media is trying to denigrate the black community?
1: I mean, absolutely. Because, I mean, people have platforms on all different levels and people are still reaching on all different levels. So it's important to start to, to, to open it up to every level. You know, there's people who are in, who are celebrities who understand and know what's going on in the community because they've lived it and they stand against those things, you know? So I think a definite part is for one, bringing awareness, you know, once you're aware, then you can't, You can't just can you can choose to still be ignorant to it. But a lot of times it it causes people to it piques interest to where, you know, like I said earlier, do your research on, you know, what these things are, what these shows are like, you know, a lot of times like with, you know, for example, like Love and Marriage Huntsville, it started off with uh, different groups of couples of black people who were in business and just doing things mm-hmm. together. But then it just shows the brokenness of homes of you know, um, a man stepping outside of his family, breaking up a family dynamic, right? Then people arguing still, kind of like how you said with Housewives of Atlanta. You know, mm-hmm. you have these elite people. So it's just all about doing those research and knowing that you know
0: <sighs> Yeah
1: I don't know. I'm, I guess kind of understanding the difference between the real and fake, because love and hip hop yeah. to me is none other than an ur- urban soap opera that they try yeah, and use parts of real of real life of these people's lives and then create this whole story and, and scenario. Right. Of different events that happen. But it's all about definitely with the media. It's all about doing your research. Don't just take these new me- these the news media's word for it. Because a lot of times they're trying to put in just buzzwords of stuff and have you have your own opinion, but do your research about things. I mean, in all yeah. organizations, even like for different organizations, even Black Lives Matter, do your research on different stuff on what they're actually doing for the community. If they mm. are, especially if they're saying that they're doing it, Wow, you know, That's do your one, research. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, and I'm going to go back to this. Um, for those of us that have platforms, like even on the grassroots levels, because I see a lot of us, like we, some of us are just this despi- I mean, I was be honest with you. Some people in our community are just very despicable, and we have to start deline- mm-hmm. delineating ourselves and separating ourselves from certain people. Because you have people with independent platforms, even on YouTube, that because I know a lot of people now starting to do uh, reality shows on YouTube and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it's just like you can't even blame the white man at this point because y'all sitting up here promoting this stuff, like some of the most despicable th- like reality shows I've seen on YouTube. It's just like y'all, instead of I know everybody likes a little drama, but y'all don't even try to tie it into a bigger message or something like that. It's right I think that a lot of us that have our own platforms, we're we're not choosing to do right by those platforms. And I feel like mm. these people need to be called out because if you're willing to sell your community out for a couple of dollars, because that's all you're getting is a couple of dollars, then we need to start calling people like that to the to the carpet because yeah, you know um we they don't even have to do a lot of times they, the powers to be don't even have to do anything to us we're 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 destroying ourselves a lot of times
1: we're destroying ourselves yep
0: yeah so I I think it's a very complex issue, Uh, but I feel like, like you said, one of the biggest things we can do is do our research, and those of us that have a voice in the community or that have platforms, we have to start taking responsibility on what's being put out there. We have to challenge these narratives, and we got to kind of start showing the people a better side of our community, because it, it, it definitely exists, but if we're not using our platforms and being responsible with our voice, then, you know, we need to be held accountable for that. So, yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up the show. Um, I didn't know if you yes. had anything else um uh, that you wanted to add, but I just wanted to do a quick show today because that's been something that that's been on my mind this week. Um, eventually, I am going to do another uh installment of the the <laughs> wait a minute uh black scandal in the church because. We did that, uh, me and C did that show last year, but I think that's a lot of things that I want to get back on there. I was gonna do that last week, but it was just a lot of things that came up. But we're gonna mm-hmm. eventually do another um edition of the black church scandal because there's a lot of stuff that's been going on, and in, in, the, in the black church is just looking like a circus these days, and that's not what it used to be. You got mm-hmm. people like Juanita buying them. I know you heard about that $30,000 that Chinese. I did
1: watch that video yeah. and yeah. yeah and the thing about it is <laughs> it happens in in different communities of churches too because it's no different honestly to me than like the whole with, with Joel Osteen Joel you know Osteen, what I'm saying yeah. I ain't trying to be fun. it's just like you know, and I think mean, it's a mega, yeah. We'll, see, we'll definitely get in, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah, get, get, we'll definitely, that. definitely get into it because broken people are still broken no matter where you are, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. <clears throat>
1: but All that right, was right, before, a
0: sad situation, yeah. Before we go, do you have anything going on that you want to announce to the people?
1: Um, i'm trying to get into the works of actually doing a gospel concert but uh the date is to be determined so um
0: okay. but i
1: i'm excited for that yeah it's something that's Let's definitely not know. in we're the city on the
0: show yeah we'll, for, sure. The show. Oh, for, for sure me, uh, it's a, it's for
1: sure it's just an open space got something people. going
0: on just let me know
1: yes definitely an open space for people you know who who, who don't who's trying not to compromise not trying to uh compromise mm. sobriety just different things different battles they've overcome you mm. know so we just want to have an open space and a free space and a clear space um you know for people to enjoy themselves have fun but you know yeah all not right. compromise their sobriety and all of that so
0: <laughs> well, that's a whole conversation there because it's a yeah, lot of and honey, people getting caught literally in compromising positions, but we ain't gonna talk about that right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. But I'll, I'll definitely message you with a with it with an idea as far as that is okay. concerned, though that we were just talking okay. about. So yeah, but thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed it.
0: No problem. All right, guys, this is um the end of the episode. Um, this has the, been the Urban Wire where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. Once again, check us out on our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com forward slash UCOFW. Um, you can support us uh, financially at dollar sign urban wire through cash app. And also uh, follow us on Facebook, follow our uh, Facebook group page, because that's where we get a lot of the tea we, we, to let you know what's going on. Um, when we're going to be uh, posting episodes and we're trying to get get back on the regular schedule and stuff like this this has been some really good shows but um like i said thank you all for listening thank you rachel for coming and we will talk to you here soon all right bye all right bye bye it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper